friends. Happy New Year. This is episode number 146. Welcome to the Wabi Sabi podcast. Well, it has been a fabulous 2024 so far. I hope you guys are staying warm and cozy. (laughs) It has been cold in New York. I am ready to sit by a fire and bake and do one pot meals and get sweater cozy for the next few months together with you. I'm also very excited that we can talk about a new year, a new mindset, a new refresh, and getting rid of the old that we do not need in our lives anymore. Think about like the stale, old, unnecessary things we can let go of this year. I'm going to help you do some mind shifting. I'll always talk about the things that others don't because they're either fake or I suppose not truly in tune with themselves. Um, I truly work through some sort of higher power that works through me. I don't know what it is, but I just always trust and ask, is today the day to record again? And I said, yes, I took two weeks off, which I very much needed. And my hands on my heart, I thank you guys for the time off. I also hope and pray that you had time off as well to be with your loved ones It is so important to step away from the work that you are doing every single day, to not post on social media, to let go of the societal norms that you think you should be doing, and to do a little bit of a refresh. I think that hanging out with family and friends, for me, is not an everyday occurrence. My mom and dad live in San Diego. My sister lives in London. My dad's whole family pretty much lives on the East Coast and my mom's family, all of them live in Japan. So it's been, you know, years of solitude. (laughs) My sister and I both are on our own uh, with no family nearby that we can see, you know, say on a weekly or monthly basis. I think um, we've also been thrown to the wolves since we turned 18 or 19. Um... It's interesting when your parents cut you off because you have to decide what to do with your lives. And if you are lucky, you get parental support here and there, which while writing Pretty Delicious, my first solo cookbook, I absolutely needed help. At one point, I had to take a loan out from my own parents and I paid them back every penny. I also took a loan out for culinary school when I was 22 and I paid that back every penny. But I think it's important to reflect on the wins in life when you are on your own. And to say to others like friends or family members, colleagues of yours, if they're on their own and have been for a while, it is important to acknowledge that type of success. Society asks of us to look up to men who are billionaires and people that have great power maybe even people that practice bad behavior, we're supposed to look at these gentlemen like they are so superior to the rest of us when in actuality, I mean, my grandmother on my Polish side was a, uh, she cleaned hospitals for a while because it was the only job she could really get when she came over from Poland on a ship. And I think she was really grateful for that job. She was beautiful and sweet and smart and she worked extremely hard And for that, every time I see and work with somebody who has chosen that path as a career, I love them and I cheer them on. And I think in my head, what a hard job, much harder than being some billionaire. And, uh, you know, we all have different stories. We all come from different places. But I think 
this is a really good year to sort of refresh your mind in noting who you look up to, what you worship, who you follow. We always say on the Wabi Sabi pod to be a very good gatekeeper. And all this to just say that you are doing great, whether you are still living with your parents or you had to move back home or you took out a loan or you are continuing your education or you are working at a job as a cleaning lady, whether you are a production assistant running and getting everybody their coffee and lunch and doing administration. I've done it all. I've been the assistant to Cynthia Sestito. I've been an assistant to my friend Natasha Louise as a prop stylist for magazine shoots. Um, I have, you know, washed dishes at many restaurants and served tables and made sure that I mopped the floors. I still continue to volunteer with Animal Rescue, so you wouldn't be surprised if you found me mopping floors at Best Friends Animal Society in New York City as a volunteer. I absolutely do that. I wash pets' dishes, dogs and cats. Um, I clean their kennels. I mop the floor, and I I proudly do that with a big smile on my face because all of that is me being of service to those who cannot help themselves. So I try to mirror the work of those I do admire, and that would be anybody who volunteers, people that are giving their time to others and supporting those who cannot help themselves, whether it is hunger or whether it's discrimination or maybe it's animals that are homeless or injured or freezing. The weather has really shifted. Um, and also, I do think it's important to work with homeless shelters um, around the country and food banks. So my father and I spent time together um, at his local food bank in San Diego over break, which was really eye-opening for me. I did meet some young girls that were in college out in San Diego. One was volunteering for credit for school, and the other was volunteering because she said she just gets really bored over holiday break. And I was like, hey, me too. And I'm in my 40s. <laughs> I, oh my God. So it's so eye-opening to work with people half your age and you have so much in common and you, you can learn so much from each other. I think you'll come to find that the two weeks off that I took from the pod too, um, I did a lot of self-reflection actually over the last month. So I believe from December 10th to January 10th, which is tomorrow, I went inward quite a bit and I discovered a lot of things about myself that I want to share with you guys because these are like inward secrets that nobody really shares. And it, while it is really hard to continue to be a good person in this very scary and very, how do I say, not kind world, I think there are still really good people out there. Kindness does exist. Allowing for things things to happen and change without holding too tightly to them exists and letting go of your own personal anxiety, anger, resentment, and struggles the best way you can in a healthy way is, is what I'll go through today. Now, I will, of course, start us off with the usual, which is um, everybody touting about weight loss right now. It's normal, right? We're in the new year. It is actually a really exciting time. I highly recommend for people to start losing weight and getting healthy in January again. It's a really good way to hit the reset button. I did finally decide to revamp my website. 
if I had an applause button right now, I'd make it go off. <laughs> I think I need to invest in a fucking cheapo keyboard soon so I can play sound effects for you guys. It'll be so fun. <laughs> and I asked my mom and sister, since we were all on break together, um, if they wanted to be on the pod. And they both looked at me and they said, no. So <laughs> here we are by myself again. I tried, you guys. I, I'll ask one last time. I'll ask my dad, too. He's actually really, really, uh, like, highly intelligent nuclear auditor, retired um, Navy. And my dad has a lot of wisdom, too, from serving in Vietnam and uh, moving towards nuclear energy and auditing nuclear power plants for, like, 40 years. The guy is pretty smart. Um, but, yeah, it what I learned over break was really simple too. Like the things that we all know are true. If you make quiet time, time off of technology and away from technology, you can actually go inward. And, um, I went hiking every morning. I went to see the water, the greenery, the jungle. And I also read books at night. And one of the books I read, Joe Coy's book, Mixed Plate. I got a new book by Dr. Wayne Dyer called Find, 21 Days to Find Success and Inner Peace. Um, and then I'm actually rereading, which I do often, um, Phil Jackson, 11 Rings. Sometimes when I go back to a book, I regurgitate the information in a completely different way when I'm at a different point in my life. I think I'm also coming under the realization that I am an elder who is getting wiser, I think, um, according to other people that look up to me. And it is my job to be a very good example to our younger generation and to welcome them and love on them and not talk shit about them. Because so many people, it's so easy for people to choose to be mean regarding Gen Z or the Alpha Gen. But I remember what it was like to be 22 on Top Chef. I remember what it was like to be 25 at Home Shopping Network and 28 um, judging Iron Chef. I remember what it was like to be, I think, like 26 on the Today Show. I've almost always been the youngest. And so the first time in my career, I quickly became the elder. And so that means a few things. It means cover up the boobs, dress your age, be professional, you know, don't um, do stupid things. <laughs> it's super easy, right? Simple. But um, yet you do see a lot of adults practicing really poor and bad behavior these days. So another job of mine is to really be a professional and to embrace the gifts that God has given me. And I want you to do the same thing. It's easy for you when you make space and do some clarity in your mind. And maybe you can just do this this weekend. No pressure at all because I, just like you, have to work almost every day of my life. It was so good to take time off during the holiday though so I could refresh and set the reset button. So reading, hiking, spending a lot less time looking at stupid things on the internet. Those are three ways I think you can start. And then also eating healthy and clean, which there are over 600 articles on my website that you could click on and read. I'm actually trying to add more in every week for you as well, because I want you to have a free resource to getting better and well. 
And I've been doing this for over 20 years now. And so it seems natural to share free information with you. I also do want to do one really quick deep dive into the health and wellness space. And I thought about something maybe prolific, maybe not, but in my head this morning at five in the morning when I was looking at the sunrise, I'm lying, it came up around 6.30 or something. But while I was looking at the darkness, um, but I could still see the moon and one planet, I thought to myself, first of all, by planet, I mean if you see a really bright star in the sky that looks much bigger than the rest and it's usually solo, that's a planet. It's probably Jupiter. Um, I thought to myself... If your favorite guru, quote unquote, expert, quote unquote, professional, quote unquote, if they weren't paid to do what they do, podcasts, books, TV shows, website, programs, courses, would they still do them if they didn't get paid? Because keep in mind, your girl here does the pot out of pocket, which means I do it for free, but I also pay for it. Um, I do all of my shows gratis for like morning show circuit, and I'm happy to do it. It feels almost like an honor and a privilege. I do all of my writing on my website for free. For most of the, uh, I see 99% of the time for well and good, everything I wrote was for free. And so many of the outlets that I've written for, I won't list them all, but I would say a good 80% of them were not paid. And if they were paid, they were like 200 bucks a pop, which is fine because I passionately love what I do. But I do want you to ask yourself regarding others. I mean, everybody needs to make money. So this is no shade. It's just a sort of a I want you to think deeply about this in 2024. Or is the person or people that you're following, are they always asking you to give up something? Because when I was very young and I first moved to New York, I was about 28. I did have a gal that went to IIN who took advantage of me. And she went in consulting mode and told me she could help me with my new book that was coming out after Cook Yourself Thin, Pretty Delicious, was on its own at Rodale. I don't know how I found this person. I can't even remember what she looked like or what her name was. But I remembered the room we were sitting in and I remembered the one consultation. And all I could remember was her asking me what was in my book contract because that would determine whether I got paid upfront, a one-time fee, or I got maybe residuals, or maybe, you know, the publisher had to make back X amount of dollars before I got paid. Let's just put it this way. Every single book contract in the entire universe is different. No two will be the same unless they were duplicated on purpose for any reason. So not only did I not, as a 28-year-old, want to disclose that information to her, but I just moved to New York and I didn't have any money left in my bank account. I gave her my very last pennies. She charged me a couple hundred dollars to sit in the room with her and her asking me what my book contract was. She made me feel dumb for not knowing what was in my contract because it 26 or so when we started doing the book deal. What what did I know? 
I mean, who reads their contract at 26? Sorry to be honest. (laughs) But that's what I had a book agent for and a lawyer. And then at the same token, I was very young. And I never thought that other women would take advantage of me like that and take my last penny out of my bank account. She charged me that day, expected me to pay her immediately for really poor advice. It was my fault because I was stupid enough to sit in her hot seat, listen to her tell me things that were not important or useful, and then I was stupid enough to actually pay for the consulting quote-unquote services. And why I bring this up is because I will never forget what it was like to have no money and then on top of it have somebody take money away from me because I was vulnerable, young, and dumb. And I didn't know much about my industry at all back then. Now, I bring this up to you because there are so many people out in the world. They are asking you to give them money in trade for Listen to my podcast. Also listen to six different ads that you don't really want to hear because I need money. Um, You know, check out my website. Here's a pop-up for a new course. You really need this course in order to be good at marketing. You really need this course to lose weight. You know, a lot of information on the web is free. (coughs) Excuse me. I say this only because I used to write for... (coughs) Oh, excuse me. I had a little bit of a cough. Tickling tickling my throat attack. I only say this to you guys because when I was really young, I believe I started writing for prevention and then health magazine when I was still in my 20s. And then that evolved into Well and Good and it evolved into, you know, Elle Japan, Vogue, Bon Appetit, Today Show, and so on. The places that I admire the most. I'm still so grateful to even contribute. But would these people that you follow, or the person you follow, would they do what they do if they weren't getting paid? Because a lot of times we ask you, what do you want to do with your one beautiful and fabulous life if money was no object? What would you do that made you the happiest? And I wonder sometimes if these people are taking advantage of others because they don't have legs or a resume or experience to stand on. It felt very much, and this is just an observation that I've made in deep thought while being offline for the last few weeks on my own. Because boy, do I have demons, you know, and I need to work on them. But one thought that really struck me was, I wonder if... Let's just put a number out there. I wonder if 50% of the people that you think are successful and awesome and cool, I wonder if they virtually regurgitated how important and special and useful they are and touted this information to you by brainwashing you with marketing and ads and told you how great they were. They just told you. They didn't show you. And they did it in a way that a con or scam artist does. They ask you for money and trade for other things. And then they um, take advantage of your vulnerability and the fact that you have like almost no money in your bank, but yet you gave these people a mastermind course money, you know, the money that you had left in your bank account from your cold, hard earned cash. 
because that that happened to me when I was very young in New York. Um, Naive, you know, my fault, completely Candace's fault. So then the other thought is, would these people be doing that if they didn't get paid? I highly doubt it. I mean, I will bleed out free everything for you because this is all I know. This is all I know. I mean, I I just enjoy it. It sounds a little bit strange, but I find other ways to monetize my talents through creating video content, production, directing, writing, producing to make a business out of what I do. And I don't want to ask you for money out of your pocket. Sure, when we have another book come out in four years or something, I might ask you if you are interested in this new type of work, you know, pick up a copy of this book for yourself and a friend. Because I think it'll, I do think it'll really help you. But I don't get any money for from that transaction. It goes straight to the publisher. Most books that I write will strictly be off of a very small book advance, to be honest with you. I've never actually written books to make any money. It's more about just giving you information in a bound project that I actually feel like is a whole, uh, it's almost like a piece of artwork that I enjoy working on because that is part of my family's legacy. But all this to say, my Jichun, grandpa, Jun Kumai, he was an impressionist painter and he didn't get paid one cent, one yen for his work. Nothing. Not Nada. Everything was self-funded and he did it because he was a struggling artist that truly believed that his work was beautiful on the eyes and it was, and it evoked a lot of emotion in people. It's the reason why I do what I do, whether it's the Kintsugi documentary or the Kintsugi book, or even just stepping foot on the Today Show and presenting beautiful food or products that I think could be useful for you. It's also interesting because there are so many people out there touting this and it became this playing field where I can't I don't even know where to start and where it ends I can't tell the difference between the same two people trying to sell you mastermind courses and giving themselves these self-proclaimed titles so in my brain I started to think about how if they don't have experience and they don't have much to talk about because they so nouveau riche, is it nouveau riche, whatever, they were, they are so newly rich or they are so wanting to be newly rich that they practice these con artist tactics to get you to believe they're a lot more hyped than they are. I mean, nobody needs a Stanley Cup to drink out of it's just hype. And once our society decides to glorify that this cup, it's a a cup you drink out of. And I believe my Polish grandfather worked at the Stanley Tools Factory. And I indeed did use a Stanley Cup coffee cup for a really long time because I thought it was cool. It's on my site even right now. And I, but this is like, you know, years before its time. There's nothing special about it. It's all hype. And our culture and society, just like with people, will tend to do that to other individuals. So all this to just say 
that I want you guys to really do a deeper dive on people. Did they hype themselves out because they don't have anything to show for? And sure, they might know a celebrity here and there from maybe somebody shade city like Scooter Braun, but it doesn't mean that they're actually really well versed in their field. A lot of it was just hype over the years. I truly, my hand is on my heart, believe that if you want to be a successful artist, you need to dedicate at least 20 to 30 years at your practice in a city like New York or LA or Austin, maybe San Francisco. These days, I really do believe that you need to be in it to get to the next level. Personal opinion, other people may not agree with me, but I really think it's important to show your face in person, to do the work and not to take advantage of others and not to take money from others. I think that this nouveau riche, whatever the fuck it is, that way of living and showing and flaunting wealth and telling people what to do to get to the next level as far as like my way is the way, it's a little, it's strange. You know, I'm open to sharing career advice because I, I live and breathe like New York and I've done lots of different things. I mean, I've been on the back of a Kashi box. I've signed a deal with Adidas and I've worked with Nike and I've also, you know, spoken at events for Chanel. Um, I've signed many deals with Samsung and also I was a spokesperson for Vitamix for many years and continuously found only A-list clients um, my whole career. I mean, last year we worked with Louis Vuitton and thought it was a great way to start the year off, but never in my life would I think about sitting around and creating things for you and asking you to self-fund my dreams. I always thought the best way to scale business, even if it's over 20 or 30 years, is to work as a business B2B. So, and by B2B, I mean business to business, not consumer who has no money, you're vulnerable, desperate, and lonely. Give me your fucking money so I can be rich. Oh, look, now I'm rich. Take advice from me. I live in the Hollywood Hills. Take advice from me. I make millions. I'm going to show you how I fucking did it. No fucking way. Like none of that has anything to do with wellness. First of all, it's called being a scam artist. And second of all, it is taking advantage of people. I hope and pray that this era in the new year 2024, that this ends. And it comes down to you making the choice of being a better gatekeeper. Now, the reason why I read Phil Jackson's book, well, the guy has won 11 championships from the Bulls to the Lakers. And there's got to be some kind of secret sauce that he has, or there's something in his Kool-Aid that he's drinking. I want to know what that is. It turns out that he's very spiritual. He is open-minded and he practices a lot of Zen Buddhism, which is what my mother has practiced my entire life and shared with me. It means that he's got a good head on his shoulders. It means he's experienced, he's kind, he's hardworking, he's tough when he needs to be, and he is a B2B person. He has a business-to-business mentality. And these are just things I want you guys to think about. The flaunting wealth is gross. It has nothing to do with wellness. The give me your money now thing is just really weird. I, f- I still find it to be very um, tacky, and I will almost always give out things for free because I have no reason to ask you for anything. I would rather not make a lot and be very happy with my own life 
knowing that I helped you and I was really honest in the way that I did business. Um, it just seems to be that we have lost our minds a little in the world of wellness and we're not really well at all. I think it's a little strange. So ask yourself, are these people around you that you're following, that you're worshiping, that you are glorifying, that you are putting on a pedestal, are they taking your money? Are they wasting your time? Are they wasting your vision and your eyeballs and your ears and, you know, your audible learning? Are they part of that weirdo wheelhouse of people that don't really have a big resume and they're sort of fraudulent? Not my place to call people out on that. You can find plenty of shows that call people out on their shit. But definitely my place to tell you guys, I've been around. I was on the first season of Top Chef at 22. That was 20 years ago. I have worked very closely to uh, dozens of other writers and doctors, nutritionists, and other on-camera talent producers, directors, people I very much admire. And none of them are sitting around scamming anyone. We are all making an honest living doing B2B business. So let's just have a think about that collectively before we go out into the world and buy another goddamn program that you don't fucking need. All right. Sorry about the cursing. Now, (laughs) I just get really mad because I think about little Candace sitting in that room, getting totally used and abused by that woman who took advantage of me when I moved to New York. Dr. Wayne Dyer, somebody who is real deal, a former addict that I highly admire, was saying in his book, The 21 Days to Finding Success and Inner Peace, one of the first things that he really asks us all to do if you really want to freshen up your brain and live new in the in 2024 is he asks us not to be a pessimist and be open to everything in life. It means no exceptions to that. When somebody suggests something to you that conflicts with your conditioning, rather than responding with, that's ridiculous, we all know that's impossible, maybe consider being open to it. Think about life with an open mind. I want you to be open to all possibilities this year and resist any effort to be a pessimist. And you know why I say this? It's me, not Dr. Wire, Dr. Wayne Dyer. Because I was one and I always have been one. And you guys kind of know that about me. I cannot help it. I've been that way my whole life. Chip on my shoulder, maybe a little bit. <laughs> I don't really couldn't tell you what it is but I think there's something about the conditioning in my life that's made me a little bit like of a badass where I'm just like hmm you know thinking about things in a different way and I thought to myself I need to stop doing this and as Dr. Wayne Dyer explains that we actually just don't know enough in this world to be a pessimist and so he wants to give you and I the benefit of the doubt rest in peace Dr. Wayne Dyer wants to tell us this message from afar that we do not need to be a pessimist in this world because we do not know enough. He uses an example of a womb, like a baby being born or how a seed is sprouting. We just don't even know enough about those things. So why would we be a pessimist about anything at all? 
And also, when you read further on in some of his books, he does say that we're all just students together throughout life, and we are all teachers. In fact, we learn best by offering what we desire for ourselves to as many individuals as we can and as frequently as we can. So it is really imperative that we make a deliberate effort to increase our inspirational energy. This will lead us through being both a spiritual learner and a teacher simultaneously. Today, we are exploring ways to inspire others. And I totally agree with the sediment. What we are focusing on this year together to do a full refresh of the mind and then the body will follow because the body is dumb. Don't you remember Krang from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Krang was the brain. The body was just like the vehicle. (laughs) So the mind is always the best thing to focus on. Sorry if you're Gen Alpha or Gen Z. Look up Krang, just like Google it, from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. (laughs) So... Um, the, the thought is, is that if we become really passionate about what we want to learn, we can learn and teach simultaneously, which is why I do my website for free, my podcast for free, all the things that I put out into this world when I go on TV, almost all unpaid, totally fine, super happy and confident that the right brands, the right people, and the right spiritual teachers and leaders will see me and represent me and hold me up. Oh my gosh, there is one of my favorite producers. Her initials are KR. She is so cool. I mean, when I get an email from her to shoot and work together, I always get like super excited because I feel like we work on the same wavelength. So when you find other women that are like this, she gives me opportunity and grace and time and just amazing attitude. When you find other women like this, hold tight to them, love on them, share them, celebrate them, please. I am begging you guys to hold on to the kind people that are generous with their time and their love in this world. Hold on to them tightly because there are not very many of them left. Oh yes, and I met Casey at my friend Sarah Gore's holiday party over break, who is another fan of the show, by the way, and Casey you are awesome and you are that type of woman as well. You all inspire me to keep going, even though this has been a really long, I believe this will be our seventh year of doing this podcast together for free. I could be off. It might be six. I don't know. Not a math major. Um, definitely a creative. <laughs> but yes, I'm asking God and the spirits and angels to bring us all an abundance of health and spirituality and prosperity and love and kindness and light this year because when you are open to receiving new miracles and blessings in this world these things will come to you you don't have to pay for them you don't have to give people your money you don't even have to give them your time please let that conservative energy go back to you you are better off reading some of the books that i have recommended to you over the years personally at home, going for a hike, going inward, doing a solo vacation, going for a swim in the ocean, going for a walk, cooking a meal for yourself, going to a workout class, calling a best friend, sleeping in on the weekend. You are so much better off just doing these things than taking advice from somebody who is desperate to become famous. It is a miracle that we are all even here together to be able to do this work. So how lucky do I feel to even be 
to be able to talk to you today about this. Um, Take some time away from your desk when you can, even if it's just twice a week, like Saturday and Sunday. You don't need to return every text messages on the weekends or even during the week. If um, you're a busy person and you don't want to have to feel like you need to respond to everybody right away all the time, nobody who is your real friend will ever get mad at you for not returning texts. It's just one of those things. Some of you are busy women who do directing and producing and writing. Some of you have two kids, three kids. Some of you are traveling the world on different time zones. Some of you have a partner that you love. You want to give him time. Some of you do a lot of volunteer work and you cannot be by your phone. So don't let anybody make you feel bad about taking time away from your phone this year. Really use it only, like use it sparingly like we would with sugar. It's not that important. Trust me. And then really be mindful of what you spend time looking at. Sometimes we get really sucked in. Sometimes people really like sharing these gossipy, um, oh, look at this Selena thing or this Taylor Swift thing or whatever it is on TikTok. And I find it really interesting because I'm like, why are we so imbued in talking about people that we don't even know? There is one last Phil Jackson section that I want to read to you to close out a little bit of what we spoke about today and doing a full true wellness refresh for 2024 and refresh your mind first and the thoughts that are coming in. So this is a quote from monk Suzuki Roshi. Everything is always in flux until you accept this. You won't be able to find true equanimity. But to do that means accepting life as it is, not just what you consider the good parts. That things change is the reason why you suffer in this world and become discouraged. But when you change your understanding and your way of living, then you can completely enjoy your new life in each moment. The evanescence of things is the reason you enjoy your life. Now, when Cece died, that indeed was the quote that my dad read aloud to my family. This was like two years ago, and I reread this quote very recently, and of course, immediately got teary. Not just because it was the Cece quote, And it was my Christian dad reading a Buddhist quote to my Buddhist mother. But because it is so true, I held on to so many old ideas and beliefs and opportunities that I thought I deserved for so long. And I was so disappointed in myself and I continued to suffer for many, many years. I didn't want to do that anymore. So I was open. I was open with my therapist my hair guy, James, I shared a lot about my, you know, my dreams and my shortcomings with my partner. I shared a lot of the good and bad parts about me to my sister, my dad, my mom. You know, we never get family time together. I don't even remember the last time my sister and I hung out just us together ever. I don't remember because it was so long ago. 
I don't remember the last time the four of us bonded like we have on this trip in this year. I do think that God puts opportunity in front of you only when you are fully ready, just like the peach that is ripe on the tree is just simply not ready to be picked until it is time. So with that said, I needed to let go of the pessimism in my life, which is why the Dr. Wayne Dyer piece is so important. I also really do need to let go of thinking about others, but I did want to remind myself of that young girl that was taken advantage of so that I knew why I was so overly sensitive to that sort of scam artistry that's really, really, really prominent out in the wellness space right now, and even in spirituality, unfortunately. And then I wanted to share with you doing a full refresh of doing these simple things like hiking in the morning or going for a walk, or say you can wake up and meditate for 30 minutes, or say you can even just find a time to pack yourself a lunch on the weekends, just do things that make you really happy and feel good. You can incorporate in like one extra workout maybe during the week, or you can just make time to light a couple of candles and to take a bath in the cold Brooklyn nights. Keep yourself happy. Get a pet. Hang out with your dog and your cat and love on them. Spend time with them away from the phone. Like just cuddle with them, play with them, walk them, play fetch. Whatever you need to do, spend time with your pets. And then lastly, to think about the Suzuki Roshi quote about how everything changes. And until you accept change, you will never find true equanimity and peace in your life. So if you do want to move forward with a better clear mind, Martha Stewart always says to embrace change because it is a good thing to have in your life. The woman has been on TV for over 40 years, killing it, got better with age, got better after she did time. She is my Polish sister for life, and I admire her dearly. There are very few people like that in this world. This podcast is not supposed to discredit others either. So when I speak truth bombs like I did today, they're coming from a good place in my heart. Only a warning system because I don't want you to waste your money and time this year. But rather, put time towards purchasing some really fabulous books that you can sit and read at night away from technology. Also go to my website, CandiceKumai.com, if you want some new recipes and tips. I really will try my best this year to put new recipes and new articles up every single week. There is a newsletter called Candice Kumai Newsletter on my website. What a great creative name. It's on my website and you can sign up for it. It's free. Duh. And I'm not really trying to sell you anything. Um, I also am so proud of all of you. Thank you for writing in. For some reason, Apple won't update my reviews on my podcast. So if you guys could just like poke them and grab your partner's phone and write a review for Wabi Sabi. Like, just grab just grab his phone and do it. He won't know. And just talk about how fabulous it is. I just want to see if they start popping up. Because I've told them about this. I'm like, we've been stuck at like 7.39 forever. And I know that you guys are writing reviews. So, hey, Apple, there might be a glitch there. <laughs> and also, 
I hope to see you guys on the Today Show really soon. I know we're supposed to be going on soon, so I'll keep you posted on the date. Um, I get really shy still about share over. I don't want to share the date until we have it set in stone, but I I do enjoy doing these things. So think about the things that you would do if you didn't get paid a dime and would you still do them? And for me, that's a huge yes. I mean, I already do them for free, but when it comes to love and kindness, I love animal rescue. I'm so passionate about it. So when you find something that just like draws you in, don't fight it. You don't have to do what the world asks you to do. You don't have to live with the romanticism of like marriage early and children early in life. You can also follow your dreams and do what you want to do and not what society romanticizes. Things to really think about deeply. Also clear your mind this year of any noise or people trying to tell you what to do. People maybe even harassing you. Like just let go. Take a little break. Do a refresh and reset. And let go of those things that just don't serve you anymore. And lastly, I'm thinking about all of those in Japan after the earthquake. My hands on my heart. We are saying a big prayer for all of you for your safety and love and healing. And to all those animals that are out there living in the cold, I hope that we can build more shelters and do more rescues together this year to get them out of the cold and into better places. Because when you live in New York during the winters, sometimes all you can think about is um, how would you survive out there in the cold like that? I'm really grateful for your time. Thanks for listening to the Wabi Sabi pod. And please give us a juicy review. They're working on Spotify. So there you go. Um, Grab your boyfriend's phone and write it. (laughs) I love you guys. Happy New Year. And remember to keep going because you've got this.